Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. Two of the short story Fear of a Blue Goo Planet by David Tellerman. That's regaled to us by the Chaotic Centurion. I don't know how long I'd walked for. Despite everything, I'd actually been enjoying myself. There's nothing like the thrill of exploring an alien world for the first time, and I hadn't been paying attention to the suit's chronometer. I noticed the sun going down, or at least the planet's own sun, because there was another as well a distant decaying pinprick of red. I enjoyed the way the colors changed with the light, but didn't put two and two together and think about night coming on. When I finally found the cargo hold at the back end of the elongated crash site, the blue-greens of the landscape were smudged with gray. Visibility was down, but not enough for the helmet's light augmentation to kick in, and it took a while to get the picture straight in my head. I was up on a rise, and the first thing I saw was the hold in the valley beneath me, a neat rectangle of metal hunkered down amidst its own scattered debris. One thruster was suspended in a grove of fungus trees. Cargo was strewn everywhere. Some crates had held together, and some had spilled their contents around them like discarded toys. And at first, I thought that was what the bodies were, loose cargo. They'd spilled out of the hold with all the other debris, and they were muddled in with food parcels, broken fragments of machinery, Shattered tools, chunks of exploded crates. A part of my mind tried to tell me that maybe they were sleeping, maybe they were alive. Some of them at least, but the state of their suits gave the lie to that. Smashed helmets gaped open, tattered fabric offered no protection from the poisons of the alien atmosphere. No, they were dead. They were all dead. They had to be, and that wasn't even the worst of it. I started to drift down the slope, my feet moving pretty much of their own volition because my brain wasn't doing much of anything. As I got closer, I began to see just how torn up they were. Limbs were spread-eagled at totally unnatural angles, and all of them had this weird blue gunk, like mold, like they'd been fighting with paint. Still, I kept walking, straining my eyes against the falling light, uh, trying to recognize faces to make some sense of the carnage, and just when I knew for sure that things couldn't get worse, that having to try and identify the ruined remains of my crew would be a nightmare that would haunt me for whatever remained of my life. Just when I was thinking all that, things got even worse. There was a noise. It sounded, I thought a little insanely, like somebody trying to say cheese with a mouth full of food. It came, I was sure, from the body that lay nearest to me, about three meters away, but that was crazy because it was a dead body. It had to be. And dead things didn't make noises, in my experience. And then I thought, for that matter, dead things don't stand up either. I pointed my gun at it. It seemed a sensible thing to do. For a moment, it just looked at me, and I wanted to vomit, because where its face should have been, there wasn't much of anything except the goo, wet and oozing, and even for all that, I thought I could recognize Connors under there, what was left of him. It kept on staring at me, and then it made that noise again, and then it took a step forward, and I shot it in the chest, but it didn't go down. It just glanced curiously at the hole in itself, looked back up at me, and tried to take another step, and 
My second shot hit it in the head, which was where I'd been aiming the first time, and then it went down all right. I realized that I was shaking all over, and there wasn't a thing I could do about it, but I tightened my hold on the grip and kept aiming at the corpse, convinced that it would stand up again at any instant. It didn't. I couldn't say for sure that I wasn't thinking about it, maybe twitching a bit, because the sun had gone down now altogether, and there was nothing but the dull, bloody light of that other far-off dying star. I kept aiming at the thing on the ground for I don't know how long, almost willing it to get back up again just so I could put another shot in it. And that was stupid with retrospect, really dumb, because by the time I did look away, the others were almost on me. At that point, surrounded on every side by lurching cadavers reaching out for me, beneath a bleeding sky, stranded with no hope of rescue on an alien world, I finally panicked. I turned and ran, and I didn't care where I was going. I stumbled into one of them and screamed. I fired random shots in the air. I fell over, got up again, fired some more, ran, tripped, kept running, kept screaming, and I don't know how long I'd have carried on like that if I hadn't sprinted straight into the side of the cargo hold. As I picked myself up off the ground, and despite the ringing in my head, things seemed a little clearer. First of all, I realized that my mad flight had gained me some distance from those creatures, and those creatures, they were my crew. I was pretty sure they were dead, and something was making them get up and walk around. I had a fair idea what, although I wasn't convinced that knowing would do me much good. But first things first, I thought, and the first thing right now was not to die. With that in mind, I started to follow the side of the cargo hold, hoping to find a way inside. That was easy enough, as it turned out, because the whole back end was a gaping, ragged hole where the thruster array had torn off. I wasn't going to have any trouble getting in, but neither were they. I'd been vaguely hoping for a doorway that I could barricade or single-handedly defend. Still, in the corner of my eye, I could see their dark shapes drifting closer, and I figured I had to be safer inside than out. A couple of steps in, and the light bog in my helmet finally kicked on, turning deep red shadows of brilliant green. The instant I could see, I realized my mistake. The hold wasn't safer. The hold was a dead end. There was a single door at the far end that would have led into the forward compartments if they weren't five clicks away over the next hill. That explained the light blinking above it. A hundred different sensors had decided things weren't right on the other side of that door, that where the rest of the shuttle should have been, there was a lethal alien atmosphere instead, and they had done the sensible thing and sealed it tight. The only other way out was behind me, and behind me wasn't an option anymore. I dared a single glance over my shoulder and for an instant saw figures grouped in the shattered entrance, what was left of my crew reaching up, ghoulish in the underwater green of the light hog. I could hear their mangled voices calling, all of them wailing together, making nonsense sounds. I was starting to panic again, only now there was nowhere to run. I thought about fighting instead, ran through how I could take down maybe two of them before the others got to me. No, I couldn't fight, I couldn't run, and so then I thought about hiding. If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com, spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean. <laughs>